Welcome to Cathedral Square, hosted by Father Christopher Smith, Episcopal Vicar and Rector of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. For the next half hour, you'll have an opportunity to find out about some of the history, little-known facts, and the upcoming events at the beautiful campus on the corner of Chapman and Lewis, or, as we like to say, at the intersection of faith and reason. Welcome to Cathedral Square. I'm your host, Father Christopher Smith, Rector of Christ Cathedral in the Diocese of Orange. On Cathedral Square, we talk about all things cathedral, special events, the development project, and we've talked about the dedication recently. And today's show is a special show because we are going to present to you the homily that was given by Bishop Van and myself during the dedication mass. And I have to tell you that as the Rector of Christ Cathedral, for Bishop Van to have asked me to share that moment with him was such an honor. And I will always be grateful to Bishop Van for that request. Really what that did for me, and I hope what it does for anyone who hears it and did for people who hear it, is to help you see how important the unity of United Ministry is, the connection of a bishop with the rector of his cathedral and with his priests and with his people. And we worked on the homily together. We practiced it. We talked about who would do what part. So we didn't give it for the first time at the dedication mass. And when I was standing up there uh, that day with one side of the altar, Bishop Van was at the other side of the altar, I was just so grateful uh, to God and to him for that moment. And I hope that the homily that we gave, not only in the words that we speak, but in the symbol that it represents as a symbol of unity, love, and care, is something that's also communicated. Our presence here today is not by our choice or accident, but I believe by the love and what I would call the providence of God, who has brought us here today is what I would call, as our Hispanic brothers and sisters say so well, nosotros somos la familia de Dios, the family of God. And truly then, this is a moment, a God-given moment, for us to sing, as St. Augustine would say, sing a new song to the Lord, because to sing is a sign of love. Father Christopher has been the rector of Christ Cathedral since early 2012, and I have been bishop here since later on that year. In those years since, Father and I have had the occasion to work so closely in ministry here together that at times we have been able to preach together. I think we've done a pretty good job of that. You see? So, for this homily and this historical occasion, to preach, as it were, juntos in tandem. As I said, he and I have done this before and have found it helpful. So, it seems to me like an opportune moment to preach this way today. Thank you so much, Bishop Van, for the honor of giving this homily with you on this historic day. The story of Zacchaeus in the Gospel for this day is really a story of transformation. 
Zacchaeus was a despised tax collector, no doubt known as were the rest of the tax collectors at his time for scamming people. They charged more than the taxes really were, and then they pocketed the rest. That's why Zacchaeus was such a wealthy man. This unlikely character, who was short in stature, was unexpectedly drawn to Jesus. So much so that he risked great embarrassment as a fully grown adult man climbing a tree just to see Jesus, just as if he were a little kid. Imagine yourself this afternoon, I think I'll climb a tree today. Well, I couldn't. (laughs) Neither could I. And it was really important to climb a tree that day. Why? Because that embarrassing tree climb for Zacchaeus changed his life. Jesus was so taken by Zacchaeus' enthusiasm and desire to change his life that he said to him, I want to stay at your house today. Some years ago, there was a document on church architecture, and it was called A House for the Church. We are here today because we have built a house for the church. We are here today because we have built a house for the church called Christ Cathedral. This dedication today is all about Jesus saying, I want to stay at your house today. Like Zacchaeus, we have our weaknesses. Like Zacchaeus, we have our sinfulness. And along with Zacchaeus, our presence here today and the presence of this new cathedral is testimony that we, like him, are open to making changes in our lives. Like this building that we dedicate today, we are open to being transformed. Because of that, Jesus wants to stay at our house too. And even though he wants to stay at our house, we really know that it is his house. The joy of today is that with the generosity, the efforts, the talents, and love of God's people, you, we, have built a house for Jesus and his church. Our faith-filled lives as disciples of Jesus are testimony that Jesus does indeed live in this house. And we hope that always and always this house will be a house where people will want to know Jesus more and more because of the beauty of this place and most of all because of the lives that are so beautiful of the people that they encounter here. Jesus says to us, I want to stay at your house today. We say to Jesus, may we be worthy of this house which is yours by the way we honor this sacred place and bring your life to the world. I want to stay at your house today. I've had over the years a number of experiences, living experiences, of, of, of that happening. In 1979, when Pope John Paul II came to the United States for the first time, I went up to Chicago. 
And I remember going to Grant Park with seminarians and seeing people leaning out of their windows, looking out over Lake Michigan, trying to get a glimpse and hear John Paul II. I happened to see them in streets in Rome as they would climb walls as he would go by, like, for example, on Corpus Christi, climb up trees or walls to get a glimpse of Christ coming through. You know, if we understand that the Word of God are not just words on a page of centuries ago, but the living Word of God, then truly, en verdad, truly, does the Lord mean to come and stay with us today. And we extend ourselves, like the folks did, I see leaning over the trees and the walls and all those things, however we can see Him and welcome Him. Because He truly comes into our lives and that of the body of Christ, our local church here, not long ago and far away, but in a real tangible way here, entering those soldiers with us. And then, that's not the end. Now it is our turn that after we meet the Lord and are strengthened for our journey of life, we are then sent forth as missionaries so that others may then see that the Lord is coming to them. Echoing the call of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, building on what has come before to be in this age where God's providence has placed us, missionary disciples. And the response to his coming today with us is the word of God from Nehemiah today. Do not be sad, but rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. So today, rejoice, we rejoice as the family of God. Today we indeed rejoice as a family gathered in our new house for God's church. How stately the festal doors which open to the world for the first time today, depicting humanity from its creation, then our fall from grace. As we pass through the doors, we are welcomed in the narthex by images of our ultimate salvation, won by the victory of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses. In the center of our cathedral, our noble marble altar, upon which from this day forward we will celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Above it, a contemporary rendition of a medieval crucifix with our Lord crowned victorious over sin and death. Behind the altar, the cathedra, the bishop's chair, the church's signature sign of the unity of the bishop and the people. The stations of the cross to the east and the west, inviting us to prayerfully walk the way of the cross with Jesus. The hand-woven tapestry of the Pantocrator, Jesus Christ, King of the universe, reminding us that it is Jesus Christ himself who is the capstone of this church built on the foundation of the apostles. To the west, the baptistry and the baptismal pool in the shape of a cross that invokes the great commission of Matthew's gospel, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. To the east, the blessed sacrament chapel where in quiet prayer the words of Thomas Aquinas remind us how holy this feast in which Christ is our food, 
His passion recalled. Grace fills our hearts, and we receive a pledge of the glory to come. What grace fills our hearts this day? I mean to come and stay in your house today, our cathedral. The experience, as Father Christopher and I spoke about, of a cathedral is somewhat different here in the United States because at our roots we're congregational, individual, those sorts of things. But cathedrals, because Jesus comes to stay with us, beckon us to experiences to meet him face to face and then with everybody else at the same time, the family of God. Father Christian and I have spoken a lot about our experiences in cathedrals that have been very personal and formative in our life over all these years. And I would venture to say others have as well. If you haven't had it, I invite you to that here. Praying and spending time in a cathedral forms for us, forms us both at a deeply personal level and at the community or ecclesial level, the wider level as well, in ways that you or I really could never imagine. For example, it was at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Springfield, Illinois, hace muchos años, a long time ago now, where through an unexpected set of circumstances, I was given the chance to learn and play the organ at something really new, Saturday evening mass, 1969 was the year. It was also where when growing up I've experienced another dimension of family when I would stay with my great aunt and attend mass with her there. There were a lot of pivotal moments in my life at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. For example, there was one time in my, in my medical studies, being a medical technologist, there was one department that I had a real problem with. I wasn't doing very well, and I really thought, well, maybe I just wouldn't go on. But I did as I always used to do. I'd stop and pray at the cathedral in Springfield. It was a sunny afternoon, I remember that. And when I did that, well, something said to me, no, don't stop, but go and talk to your grandfather. So that I did. And my grandfather gave me the same advice he'd given to my mother years ago. No, you can't quit. You keep going. And so I had that inspiration at the cathedral in Springfield. It was also a time where the voice of, come, follow me, seemed to be really clear. There was the moment of a young priest's funeral in Springfield over 50 years ago. He was only 40-some years old. He had been one of my instructors when he died very suddenly. And the whole Catholic community of Springfield came and gathered together at the cathedral. And at that time, I wondered, well, who's going to replace him? Years later, the kindness and the pastoral care of one of the rectors at the cathedral in Springfield deeply touched me. And there were the occasions when the whole diocese of Springfield would gather, and I would sense the reality of something even greater than myself, even greater than Springfield, even greater than the parish was there. The sense that, okay, you're all in this together, you're members of the household of God, even though I may not have been able to put it into words at that time. There were also the years I was in Fort Worth that I grew into what it means to be a, a bishop surrounded by the beautiful stained glass windows and the statues there that symbolized the faithfulness of the people who stayed in St. Patrick's in that area when everybody else would flee, would go to the north of Fort Worth. And so there again I learned, stick with it, stay with it, God is here, in a cathedral. 
So we are in fact today once again called to understand that here at Christ's Cathedral, we are truly no longer, wherever we come from today, we're no longer strangers and aliens and sojourners, but brought together, joined as a family by this cathedral in this house of God. Cathedrals are places of witnesses of faith and prayer, as Pope Francis said of Notre Dame. And as Pope Benedict reflected in work on Gothic architecture, Gothic cathedral, about a certain church in Paris, the Church of St. Denis, here a famous work shines out, Pope Benedict said, but may heaven deign that this famous work that shines makes spirits resplendent so that with the luminous truth they may walk toward the new light where Christ is the true door. We pray that the art here may help us to do that very thing. Today, it is fitting that we honor the first cathedral in the Diocese of Orange Holy Family Cathedral. Named by St. Paul VI in 1976 as the Sea Church of the new Diocese of Orange, Holy Family holds a special place for me because it was the parish of my childhood. In fact, I probably have the rare distinction of receiving every single sacrament of the church at that cathedral, from baptism all the way to ordination to the priesthood. It was all at Holy Family. It was really there that my vocation to the priesthood was nourished and where I first learned how to play the organ, too. Although you did better than I did, I think. I don't know. (laughs) What I do know for sure, though, is that Holy Family has served us well over these past 43 years. And we are grateful for the legacy of care and service following the example of the Holy Family, after who it is named. At this moment, ahorita, here and now, Father Christopher and I stand together from where we are facing the mosaic image of Our Lady Guadalupe, reflecting the light that comes through the quatrefoils. I would invite you to look upon her while you are here today. She is the Mother of God who brought her son to the new world as the, and as the patroness of our diocese, also known as the patroness of the Americans, the star of the new evangelization, mother of immigrants, the mother of the unborn, she said to St. Juan Diego, do not fear, for I am I not here as your mother? Those are words to us for today and always that she spoke to us. And these same words come to us today that were found in my decree of appointment in 2012, where the Holy Father Pope Benedict wrote into my letter of appointment, echoing the words of St. Bernard of Clairvaux. While we know for sure that the most blessed Virgin Mary of Guadalupe, to whom the spiritual welfare of the Church in Orange, California, has been entrusted, whose virtues, like crystals, reflect the divine light. That quote, of the crystals reflecting the divine light, certainly can lead us to the light that is being reflected today through these quatrefoils onto the floor here in the house of God. You can see that clearly. This light of Christ, symbolized by this light spilling onto the floor today, especially during the afternoon hours, helps us see the path that God marks out for us, all of us, to see clearly where we are going and where we are being led. And then to experience with the eyes of faith the gift of gratitude to the Lord for the work of so many hands, quoting Psalm 90, which have built for us a place and a home. From the very first thought or idea over the years to this moment, to the continued work on 
which will be the St. Callistus Chapel, the Shrine of Our Lady of Long, and the Memorial Gardens, and the finishing up of the organ. The work of hands under God's care and love continues. We heard St. Augustine yesterday. I learned a lot about St. Augustine in the seminary with my wonderful patristics professor, Sister Zoe Glinsky. She read this letter to us back then, and I, we have it again today. In his letter, St. Augustine said, The work we see complete in this building is physical. It should find its spiritual counterpart in your hearts. We see here the finished product of stone and wood. So too your lives should reveal the handiwork of God's grace. So God, who gives to those of goodwill both the desire and the accomplishment of the things that belong to him is the one who began this work and the one who brought it to completion. And we have all been instruments of that. This work of God is our place for Christ forever. Nuestro lugar para Cristo para siempre. Mundo chumachukito. Amen.
been listening to the Cathedral Square Radio Show with Father Christopher Smith. To hear this program again or to download the podcast, go to OCCatholic.com and click Radio. Be sure to share and tell a friend as well. Have a blessed day.